Let's not do anything rash here. I mean, uh, you sure she's worth all this? I think she never does stop talking. She never shuts up. I noticed. What is it then? Huh? It's the map. She's my friend. Golly gee, a single tear rolls down my cheek. I mean, you're gonna die for your friend. It does always seem like a wrestling match. Yeah, I know. Go! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Boom. What's going on, everybody? Where's Dave, man? Dude, Dave's, Dave's not here, not man. Here, man. I'm telling you, uh, there's another podcast I listened to uh, called uh, Tell Him Steve, Dave, and uh, <laughs> when. Uh, there's three of them, and when one of them's not there, they call it Space Monkeys. They call it Tell Them, Dave, uh, Tell Them Steve Dave Presents Space Monkeys. So I feel like when Dave's not here, we should be like Fascinated with Films Presents Dave's Not Here, Man. Yeah. <laughs> that could be the, our alternate kind of uh, thing. So this is one. This is probably our fourth or fifth episode of Dave's Not uh, I know, Here, right? Man. <laughs> Part four in the, in the ongoing saga yeah. of Where the Fuck is Dave? Yeah, none of us miss it. We're here more often than we're not. Uh, so it's weird when one of us isn't here. But yeah, Dave was busy as hell this week uh, doing stuff. He was in Pittsburgh. Looked cold as hell. I saw oh, the, I can uh, only imagine, I saw the pictures. He was up there, his business partners, uh, and they have some dealings with uh, the NFL and some uh, old NFL players. And he showed me they had like some Madden tournament in oh, like wow. in like parking lot of the Steelers uh, thing where people could come in and they could play this old like I think he's a defensive end player yeah. that uh, had been with the uh, Steelers for a while so he videotaped a bunch of that hell yeah apparently went to the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates game the hockey team and then the Pittsburgh Steelers against the uh, the Bills that's so, awesome dude it's cool poor guy yeah yeah you know they look cold as hell though I that's bet. for sure <laughs> you know what we should do is you and I should take a week off and just make Dave do a pod all by himself <laughs> <laughs> just a pod in here man yeah. <laughs> it's hard to bounce the ideas off people when you do that <laughs> so how was your week uh, it's been pretty good man yeah. it's been busy um it's you cold know. down here. We're in Florida, and it, last night it was like 34 degrees. That, yeah. that might not sound like a lot for most of the country, but in Florida, yeah. 34 degrees is cold. And I'm I'm from here, dude. Yeah. I, I was thinking that on the way over here. Like, I, I don't care, man. It's cold. Like, it's totally cold. Yeah. Then again, it feels like Christmas. We are about less than a week away to Christmas. Yeah. And yeah, when you think Christmas, you think dystopian uh, post-apocalyptic films. Absolutely, man. Because <laughs> oh, before that, I uh, watched. Well, there was a bunch I watched this week because I'm kind of preparing for our big 2019 pod that comes out next week. But I, my brother-in-law has Disney Plus. Oh yeah. So he gave me the code, uh-huh. and I binged all the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. So I'm caught up with them. Well, other than I think a new episode dropped last night, so uh-huh. I'm like, uh, other than that new episode, I'm completely caught up with uh, Mandalorian. It's it's awesome. It's really I, cool. I I get the Baby Yoda thing now, which has just been everywhere. Yeah. And everything, and I'm like, yeah, he's cute. He's cool. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I literally I turned it on the other day, and I was like three minutes into yeah. it. And I got distracted yeah. doing something, and I was like, you know what? I know that this is going to be a good show, yeah. and like, I'm totally distracted, and this is the first episode, and I can, because I, I have Verizon, so I got yeah, Disney yeah. Plus for mm-hmm. free. It's cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's so, short, though. That's what's good about it. They're, is it? They're like 30 minutes long. Oh, each, really? So it, they go quick, quick, quick. Okay. Like, I've been uh, plowing through them, and, 
and by the second episode, you get the whole idea of what's happening here and everything. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's fun. It's really yeah. cool. Reminds me of a lot of uh, Firefly, which was an old Fox series. I've heard uh, you talk about that one. With Nathan Fillion. Really great. It only lasted a season. It was probably one of those shows that they canceled. <laughs> there, they should There was have. a joke. I was watching Bob's Burgers the other day, mm-hmm. and there was a joke on there about them canceling Firefly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they literally said- Family like, Guy, I think, has done it a couple times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they said, like, this is worse than the time that they canceled <laughs> Firefly. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's fun, it man. Funny. It's a really good series. So, yeah, I watched that. I watched a few flicks and everything, but- uh, yeah, just getting ready for the holidays. Yeah, looking forward <laughs> to it. And the 2019 pod. Yeah, 2019 pod is great, man. It's really kind of daunting when I'm looking at it because even still for for the next week, there's new movies coming out that look great. Yeah. And they really pile on in December all the fucking kick-ass I know, films. Like, I, I, I guess we won't be able to do Uncut Gems, right? Because it's not Yeah, out. it comes out on Christmas, yeah. so we won't be able to do it. And yeah. I hear great things. They're, <laughs> the I see the ad all the time on Facebook and Twitter and the... I guess it must have been their favorite quote that a critic said about it. Uh-huh. And they said, Sandler is godlike in the movie. And I'm seeing that uh, everywhere. I, I was surprised. I don't think it got nominated for any Golden didn't, Globes. It didn't. I was, that was the one surprise I had. Most of when I read the nominations, I was like, all right, this all makes sense. I get it all. Yeah. And I agree with most of it. Uh, of what they put on there. Obviously, it was a few that they left off. I bet, though, it'll probably get a mention for the Oscar. Like, at least, oh, yeah. At least I think for the Oscars, it will. Uh, I think he will get the nomination because the difference with the Golden Globes is uh, they split it between drama and comedy yeah. and everything. And uh, I don't know what they would... That would be a perfect one for comedy for him on, even though I think it's dramatic as hell, but I yeah. think he does have that level of... I mean, if... If Brad Pitt and uh, Leonardo Cabro can get nominated for Once Upon a uh, Time in Hollywood for a comedy, yeah. which I do not look at that. It had its elements, obviously. I All suppose. Quentin has yeah. its elements and everything, yeah. but that's kind of a reach being uh, looked at as a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> I know they wanted to get it in there. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about more of that next week. Uh, so, yeah, but... Like tomorrow, I'm going to see Star Wars, yeah. and it might be the first time I I have done this in like 20 years. But I'm seriously considering going to a double feature oh, because wow. uh, that bombshell comes out tomorrow uh, as well. I don't think I've heard of that one. Uh, man, the trailer looks so friggin' good. It's the same guy who did Big Short, so it's that type of style. But uh-huh. it's the Fox News conspiracy oh, with yeah, Roger Nicole Ellis Kidman. and Nicole Kidman and yeah. Charlie Theron, who looks they they put prosthetics on her, yeah. so she just looks exactly like that Megyn Kelly girl. Uh-huh. So that comes out tomorrow too and i was looking at the times and star wars starts at 10 and it runs two and a half hours yeah uh so it'll be over at 12 30 and bombshell starts at one and i'm like with trailers and everything i said i could literally walk out of there yeah scan my thing again and walk into bombshell and see it it's just yeah. all about do i want to sit in the, <laughs> sit in that seat for it would ultimately be four and a half hours oh, so man. i'm like oh god i don't know it's the type of thing that I don't think it'll sell out, so I could probably wait until after decide, Star Wars yeah. and just decide, do I want to walk into another yeah. one? Because I used to do that all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was great. We would spend the day like going to – I think we did three movies one day where Jesus. we would just – we would plan it just enough where we'd go outside, like get something to eat and then come uh, back. Uh, my mind is just blown right now <laughs> that it's currently fucking almost the Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous, Less man. than a week. Get yeah, no, because I remember, I remember like – Four months ago, us going like, oh, dude, so many good movies coming out, <laughs> yeah. like November through December, yeah. and like now we're at the end of December, well, middle December, you know what I mean? It's crazy, man. They're all here. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, they all dump them out because of award season, too. The gang's so all here. I'm not sure when the Oscar nominations come out. I'll have to do a check on that, because I don't think the, uh, the Golden Globes air on the 5th, 
So I bet it's like a week or a a week after. So it's got to be mid-January with those nominations come out because it's usually the Golden Globes happen and then you kind of get the idea of who's going to get nominated. Yeah, well, it says here that, you know, it's on February 24th, but that doesn't... uh... Yeah, if it's on February 24th, then it probably would have to be mid-January, I would imagine, coming out. So I'm I'm excited. Oh, wait, that was last year's. Oh, well, it's probably similar to that. Yeah. But this week, this week dystopian films man yeah i love dystopian films they it could really go to so many different places you think uh post-apocalyptic tons of comedies of post-apocalyptic yeah. times even like Shaun of the dead or this is the this end, is the end yeah. uh types of things uh certainly zombie movies a lot of people i think think of the most but yeah. i think of more uh survival films you know nuclear holocaust has happened or yeah. all these different kind of end of the world scenarios so i love it because it could go I've got ones on here on my list that are comedy. I've got some that are balls out action. I've got one that's horror. I got a sci-fi one, and then I've got a straight up drama kind of dismal uh, look at like, boy, I hope the end of the world doesn't happen. Because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be killing myself. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, right. Um, I've got one one comedy on there. Well, I consider it to be a comedy, um, and the rest of them are all actually kind of like serious situation. Only one comedy on you. I know, right? Like (laughs) it's it's Dave and Spirit. (laughs) Pardon me. So yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh this one I'm just gonna go ahead and start off. This one uh was a big one and I mean we can decide as we talk about it whether or not we want to spoil it. Um because it's been out for a little bit now. Um it's a quiet place. Quiet place, yeah. yeah. Um, and new trailer just dropped yesterday. I still haven't watched it. It's like a teaser, so I'm sure. And I hope they don't show much, anyways. Yeah, me too. Um, they did a pretty good job with that first one, trailer wise, because I had seen it way after everyone else did. Uh-huh. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, did you see Quiet Place?" I said, like, "No, I know it's good, and I know I like it. I just haven't watched it yet." Right. And then I had seen the trailer, and they didn't really reveal much in the trailer other than, "Hey." Yeah, stay quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I ended up seeing it in the theater, um, but it was also like you know after everyone had said how great it was really? and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean it's just it's an interesting concept. Um, Good cast, husband, right? Real life husband yeah, and wife, John absolutely. Krasinski and uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, there's not even there's not even like a, a pre. Uh, apocalyptic scenario i I love that i love that more than anything in movies mainly because first of all it makes it easy with the writing (laughs) you just kind of jump into that situation right and you let the audience figure out all right what's going on here yeah there's actually most of my movies other than maybe one of them Mm -hmm. is is that scenario where Uh you I like being a participant in some movies. Some movies I don't. You know, you just go in there and you just want to be entertained Spin and everything fan. and have to really, uh, you don't have to really figure it out. Right. But I love actually being in a movie like kind of like Memento where you're like, oh shit, man, I have to really participate Yeah, shut here. up, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gotta, Don't talk to me. I got to pay attention. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's when in the theater is a good situation yeah. because you are completely focused. Everyone's focused on something like that. And I love that. And I think the easiest genre to do that with is kind of like a thriller dystopian uh kind of scenario yeah i you know and honestly just talking about that being in the theater and it being quiet i i think i remember it was this movie um that there was like this group of like four teenage girls that were like one row in front of me yeah. over to my right and any time that it got tense during the yeah. movie 
like they would start like nervous laughing uh, hey. and there were four of them and it was just getting so annoying. Yeah. And the movie's called a fucking quiet place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, there's so. movies that I don't mind that like balls out horror movies. Yeah. I, I can get behind audience participation. With, sure. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah. What are like you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this doesn't seem like that movie. This no, is that quiet and, indie film. Yeah. Um, and so it starts off and it's just kind of like a, 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 a montage, I think of like new, newspaper clippings yeah. you know stating like you know you know sound is what draws them and da, yeah. da, da, da. um so it's about this one family who are surviving um this it's, they're like aliens i think i mean yeah they are i think they are aliens yeah i don't know if they're in the in the realm of kind of like cloverfield uh type yeah. of situation but if I remember correctly, other than like a flash mm-hmm. uh, on the bridge, yeah. when that moment happens, uh, you don't really get to see anything until the very end, right? Until the very end. Until the yeah. very end. Yeah. Which was what was great about, well, the uh, one of the Cloverfield movies, not the other one. They showed the other one a little bit earlier in the film. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> makes for a cheap movie too, you know? Yeah. This looks like a movie that other than those special effects at the end that we could have filmed ourselves. Oh, yeah, just definitely. Just with a really great script and a really great concept. And that was what was great about this was that concept of having to stay quiet yeah i mean like what if you sneezed like yeah, you I know, know. What, what if you didn't have your allergy pill today i know, you know? this is the type like, of stuff i remember uh me and my wife watching it uh on and you that's the type of stuff you you're sitting there wondering what if you like screech your chair back well or, and i mean and that goes into the fact that they're having a baby yeah you know and so that that in the back of your head i totally forgot about that uh part of it that you know at some point there's no way she's going to be able to keep silent but or also, the baby <laughs> why why would you do that yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah so i know okay you know <laughs> pulling out is king in the apocalypse yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you really want to bring another human being into this like you know but yeah so yeah. without Without giving away all too much, like in the I'll first, be masturbating across the room for me. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way in the world I'm even. I know, right? <laughs> There's no way in the world is any scenario where you're going to get pregnant oh, in a world God. where you can't make noise. So I mean, I get it. So in the first, like, what, 15 minutes of the movie, um, and I won't go into the whole scene. Um, you know, one of their children yeah. dies. Yeah. You know, because he fucks up and starts- in a very like the audience was like. A gape, yeah. you know, afterwards. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, and you, and once you heard the noise, yeah. you just knew. Like, and it was the first time we saw what happened, right? Or did yeah. we see something before there? No, I'm pretty sure that's the first time. Um, and then later on, um, John Krasinski and I think his son are yeah. walking through the woods. And they come across this old man. Yeah. Um, and... I think his wife had just been taken. Mm. Um, and yeah, so, that's right. That's right. And so he was just like on the brink of going crazy. Yeah. And they walk up on him and they make eye contact. And John Krasinski can just see that like this guy is on the edge yeah. of fucking losing. It, it. He's going to make noise. And he, yeah. And he puts his finger over his lips to just kind of tell him like, don't make any noise. And he just looks him dead in the eye and just screams as yeah. loud as he can. And then again, you see him just come and just, Boom, dude, just is gone. They're fast, know? man. That, yeah. That's, there's so many different ways they could have went with that. Like that they, all right, you make a noise, you know you have five minutes or something like that or right. 30 seconds. But this is like, I mean, how long is it? It might be 30 seconds. I mean, I wouldn't even say it was. If they're anywhere in the vicinity. 10 seconds maybe, yeah. Because, I mean, if they're anywhere in the vicinity, that yeah. dude was probably screaming for like maybe yeah. five seconds, that's you true. know. And, I mean. The, and that was an extreme noise. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and they're big and they're fast. And, and again, you don't really get a look at him until the end you know um but just such 
such like a cool concept, yeah. um, you know, and just like, man, once once shit started going down, because they had like booby traps and like booby traps. Um, That's what I know, say. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and they had just like, you know, there's that scene at the waterfall and, and the one like big plot hole that everybody always says is like, well, if you know you can go to the waterfall yeah, yeah. and you can scream at the top of your lungs yeah. and they can't hear you. Why, Why not just live at the waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I like, think me and everyone else you, said that to themselves when that scene gonna, happened. Yeah, Everyone's like, wait, what? You're going to have a baby, yeah. and the baby's going to be crying. Yeah. Go live at the waterfall. Yeah. Like, that's that's you know exactly what, I mean? what happened. And baby number two starts with them at the waterfall. That, oh, that would be brilliant. That's a good idea, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. And, 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 you know, we don't have to spoil it because it's... No, it's exciting. If you it, haven't and it all, seen it, And it yeah. all really triggers upon that... Really, the element in the script that made that whole movie was her pregnancy. Yeah. As, as shocking as it was that they were having a baby. Yeah. Just the fact in the back of your head that you knew she was at some point was going, it was going to be noisy having it, and that yeah. it was going to be noisy living with it right. after that. Well, and they created baby that. scream. <laughs> I, yeah. And they created that whole like basement, you know, yep. subfloor yeah. with the box and like padding and everything. <laughs> they basically had a, a coffin for their baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that scene where she's in the bathtub, yeah. um, you know, and, and it comes walking into the room yep. too. Like it was, that's it was good, man. It was that, really well done. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to number two. I'm, I'm curious to see how they were going to do it because I know at first, uh, you know, John Krasinski said he wasn't going to do it, yeah. but there was kind of like so much outcry for like, no, you need to make a second one. And money. I know. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, dude, it, it was, it was as good as everybody said it was. Yeah. That's what I thought when I watched it too, because a lot of those movies that are super, super hyped, you watch it and you're like, eh, all right. Yeah. It kind of ruins it for me a lot of times when things are too hyped. Yeah. Not that I won't enjoy it when I watch it, but I'll usually put it off for a while. Mm-hmm. I think I waited a year and a half to watch Forrest Gump because I was just sick of it all. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so far away from uh, everyone else watching it and I was like, all right, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. My first movie here. And I've got them all over. I think I got a movie from 88, 2009, 2013, and two from 95. So I'm going to knock out one of my 95s. All right. This was a movie I always loved. I had rented it when I worked at the video store. uh, And I always was a sucker for old school sci-fi. And 90s was ripe for uh, great sci-fi. And this was 1995's Screamers. Yeah. I love Screamers, man. I, it's one of those ones you don't find a lot of people who have seen it before. Mm-hmm. And there was an old 80s movie called Screamers, too, that a lot of people confuse it with. Okay. This is the one, and this is the one most people know. Even less people know the 80s Screamers one. Uh, but 1995 Screamers starred Peter Weller, so yeah. Robocop. Yeah. And it was a total, like... Were they on another planet? They were on another planet. Yeah. Uh, but they were wanting to kind of return to Earth. It was one of those things that they had to like flee Earth. Uh-huh. And they were dealing with, there was these two groups of people that were at war against each other uh, initially. Mm-hmm. And then one of them created these things called screamers to take out the other group. And then they became more of a problem because they made so many of them on and they kind of had this, uh, they kind of had a mind of their own after a yeah, while. Yeah, they ended up like taking everybody out. Yeah. And what was great about this movie is it started out with, you saw them under the ground. It was almost kind of like tremors in a way where it would like shoot across the ground but yeah. faster than that. And it was like this metal saw blade. Yeah, it was creatures. like a sphere with a saw blade yeah, around it. Yeah, and it, it. would... Uh, it, well, it would it would come out. It was almost like a bug with the the roller on their back uh-huh. and everything. And what was great about this movie... So you had people living in 
like these kind of underground facilities and uh, we were dealing just with the military and everything. And what they did is they wore something on their wrist and you realized that these creatures in the ground could sense like heartbeats and your lifeline uh-huh. as if you're walking around. But if you're wearing one of these bracelets, it will disguise your heartbeat as something else and they won't uh, they won't come after you. Yeah. So what you're dealing with is, is random like survivors who are just popping out of nowhere and uh, Peter Weller has to open the door and let them in. And one of them's like... We uh, that very beginning of the movie, there uh, someone comes up. They get killed by one of these screamers, but in his hand is like this message. So they go and they grab the message. They bring it inside the facility, mm-hmm. and they see that the other side wants to have a truce. Uh-huh. Like we, this has gone on for too long. Uh, we want to. Uh, this planet specifically that they're on, it's almost like it's dead. There's no even fighting going on. People are just kind of held up, and apparently the fight is on a whole different planet now. So oh, wow. Peter Well has to uh, – this guy dies, so he doesn't get to talk to him face-to-face, so he decides we have to walk to this neutral zone where we know we can find them and talk about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's really where the movie started is he take him and this other guy kind of leave the facility. And while they're in the facility, they find out that these screamers have like upgrades that they – they didn't know about like oh, they okay. were dealing with just the ones underground and so one of them was uh was a little kid a little kid oh that's right who i seemed remember like that. he was injured and lost he was hugging a teddy bear and everything yeah. and all of a sudden he turned and he screamed and you he was all mechanical inside when they killed him you saw it you were like yeah. holy shit wow i forgot all about uh, that and so you you and it wasn't just that kid. There were several of them. There were there were certain scenes in the movie where they would open the door and there's like 16 of them in there. Yeah. All that little kid. And then you realize that there's upgrades above him. One of them is a wounded soldier that they uh, that they have to avoid wow, and everything. That's crazy. So it, yeah. it was great at the in the way that you didn't know who was a bad guy at any point. Right. And they really didn't. Out watching the movie, you're like. Well, I don't think they bleed. This is why aren't you all cutting each other like the thing right? style? Yeah, uh, and they kind of go on that later on because they do end up stabbing somebody, uh, and then later on finding out that they're uh, they're still a robot. So there's like an upgrade on an upgrade and an upgrade. Yeah, so it was really fun. I love Peter Weller, so I can totally watch Peter Weller just rock a, a sci-fi. I love RoboCop. RoboCop's one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. I loved Leviathan. Uh, the scene in Leviathan was yeah. fun. So I, I always love Peter Weller, and there was a couple other minor actors in this jennifer rubens was in this Mm -hmm. who became like a horror kind of superstar for a like a three-year window because she (laughs) had done uh she was the girl from nightmare on elm street three dream warriors that played the junkie oh yeah yeah, yeah. she went on to do bad dreams do you ever remember bad dreams man that's a rare horror movie that Um, me and my cousin are the only people i know that are really dave knows it i think it's for uh the beginning of the movie, there's like a cult leader that makes everyone like drink the Kool Aid, basically. But they're they set each other on, on fire at, in this farmhouse, and they all burn to death except for this one girl who survives the accident. And throughout the whole movie, she's kind of being visited in her head by the cult leader, who's like come back to life just in the metaphysical type of way, like Freddy almost, uh-huh. and basically torturing her through uh, the whole movie and everything. And it was fun. It was huh. like an late 80s horror movie interesting uh, but she was in that she was great in this they had some really really intense kind of uh action sequences there was uh a lot of when they get to that 
facility where they're going to have this truce. They meet the other military guys, and you could tell that they're like off their rocker and everything. Right. And they kind of establish that any of these guys could be a scanner at any point. And, right. Know, no one trusts anyone. So it was a good, good movie. Uh, I seem to remember that, like there's a scene where one of them is, you know, in the sand and it's coming at Peter Weller and he like just boom, takes it out oh, with yeah, a yeah. shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's several scenes like that where you see them, uh, some of them crawl out of the sand and mm-hmm. will run at him. There was one that almost looked like a jaguar, almost like a mini jaguar that was running at him, and he had to shoot it and everything. Yeah. So, th- some of the effects definitely uh, could have been uh, <laughs> ten years later. That would have been a lot better. But in '95, I mean, it was cheesy. It was you fun, gotta go so. with what you have, yeah. man. So that's Screamers '95. All right. Um, so this one is uh, it's it's the beginning of a trilogy, um, and I've seen all three. Uh, I just didn't like two and three yeah. as much. Um, and this is uh, the Maze Runner. Oh, the Maze uh, Runner. Yeah. And I don't know. I had never seen this. You know, it came out at that same period of time as Hunger Games. And, you know, they kind of did so like three or four movies yeah, there around was, that there same was time. The Divergent series. Yeah, yeah. There was the Maze Runner and there was the Hunger Games. And you could tell that they were all capitalizing on the Hunger Games stuff. But similar right. to Hunger Games, I love the first one. Didn't care for the second and the third one. Yeah, I mean... To the point, I don't think I saw the third one. I didn't. For Hunger uh, Games. Hunger I, Games saw, I, I saw it too, and because, I was like, eh. Yeah, right. and I've said this before, because once I realized that they turned number three into a two-part series, because yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I, I saw number two, yeah. and then and then they were like, you know, oh, it's going to be part one of two is number... And I was like, nope, yeah. I, I, I have invested enough time yeah, yeah. in this. Like, So I still don't know how it, how no. it ends. Like... Um, for me, only one exists, and one is great. Yeah, yeah, and it was great. <laughs> it was exactly. great. It could have ended it right there. Um, so, yeah, this one uh, has a, a pretty, like, good cast of more recent actors. Like, um, the the main character's name is Thomas. It's Dylan O'Brien. Um, and then Will Poulter um, plays Galley. Um, you see their faces. That's yeah. probably about the only way. Well, Patricia Clarkson, obviously, I definitely know. Uh, yeah, Will Poulter for sure. That's the uh, guy from. He's in Midsummer, and he's oh, from he? the Revenant. Oh, okay. He was the guy that was the son. <laughs> no, he was the guy that like what was not actually helping uh, Bane kill uh, Leo's son. Oh, yeah. But he was kind of there when it happened. Right. Yeah. Um, he's good. He's got. Then- a, he was also wearing the Millers. The yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great in that. Yeah. Um, and he's really good yeah. in this one, I don't one think I ever heard his name before. What's his name again? Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Yeah, um, he's awesome. He's really good. And then there's this other kid, Thomas Brody Sangster. Um, he's on the top left there. Um, and I've just seen him in some other stuff. Yeah, and I definitely... He's got a unique look. He's he's a good actor. Yeah. Um, and so what happens is, is basically this kid is on like this elevator. Um, and he's kind of passed out you know um and this elevator goes up this you're good i'm just gonna move that okay um this elevator goes up this like you know giant shaft and and opens up and when it opens up he's like in this forest but there's all these like male kids you know there and like yeah they're all male kids um and so he wakes up. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know what's going on. He, you know, is this that this time period is like present? It's not in the future. Or? I think it's more future. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I'm sure that it probably is actually. Um. Just because of the technology and stuff uh-huh. that's in it. Um. But like, 
these kids you come to find out these kids have been brought up like one by one um basically the same way over like i think that i think it's like one a month or yeah. something and they don't know where they're coming from they don't know what's going on they don't know where they are they don't know anything um but what they know is that like at the edge of the forest there's an entrance and when you go into this thing it's just like a giant maze, you know, and nobody's ever been able to get through it. And it changes huh. all the time. Um, and they're like these protectors of the maze that like, will just straight up murder you, yeah. you know, if you get caught. Um, and so the strongest and fastest kids are the maze runners, you know? And so what they do is every day at the crack of dawn, as soon as the door opens, um, well, that's what it is. It changes every night. Um, they run in and they like draw as much as they can and map out the maze. Yeah. Um, and then they have to get back before dark because that's when it shifts and that's when like the protectors come out. Interesting. It's um, very unique. Well, it sounds there's a lot of it that sounds like Cube in the way. Cube uh-huh. was that really indie horror movie that Dave uh, has a hard time watching. Yeah, I uh, haven't seen it, but I've always wanted yeah, to. Yeah, where it. Something keeps shifting in every room you go in. Something different happens and everything. But this is obviously a large scale uh, kind of thing. Uh-huh. It also has like that kind of lost element with it that you have to figure out this kind of combination or map yeah. to be able to. Because that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to solve the maze to thinking that they could that it releases them. Or, yeah, the, there's got to be you know whatever whatever it is that's got to be you know yeah. better. Um, and so. Uh, you know, they basically, you're good. I'm suggesting. Oh, you're fine. Um, they basically just learn to survive and they, they live off the land and they, uh, like, you know, they farm and they, they make their huts and stuff like that. So they just live there. They just live there. (laughs) And like, I, I, they've been there for a while. I don't remember, you know, exactly how long they've been there. We're following one person specifically. So like at the beginning of the movie, like we see him get there. Right. The guy, Thomas is the main, um, the main kind of character. And so, um, once he gets there, you know, there's kind of like a pecking order. Yeah. And, um, so that kid Thomas yeah. is like kind of the leader there. Um, and then William, he Poulter, looks like the youngest one. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, uh, he's got like an interesting character. He's almost kind of like the prophet, you know what I mean? But it not sounds like he, some, uh, children of the corn shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is all these kids get along, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, there's no animosity between the group. Not at first, <laughs> you know? And so William Poulter plays galley and he's like the biggest and the strongest, yeah, yeah. you know? So like, you know, him and, and, uh, Dylan O'Brien yeah. kind of have a, a, a go from the beginning. Um, and then there's also this kid, uh, or this guy, his name is Ki Hong Lee. Um, and he plays mine. Um, and like he's the fastest runner Uh Um, and so there's some you know relationship stuff that goes on um, and then like probably halfway through the movie the next person comes up the tube and there's a note and says this is the last one and it's a girl and so they're all like okay what the hell's going on here who is she she's the only girl in the movie yeah, she's the only girl in the movie. Huh. Um, but she or but Thomas knows her, but he doesn't know why because he can't remember yeah. anything, you know. Um, and so that's when like some big twists kind of start huh. to happen, and you really start to learn some things. It sounds interesting. Could you tell by uh, or even after watching it? Do you think the 
two and three were already set up ahead of time. Well, yeah, it's a it's a it's a series. It's oh, a it, book series. Oh, it's a book series. Yeah, okay. and I, I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, you just didn't um, like where it kind of went. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that first one holds on its own, though. I mean, you could just watch it and be like, I just like yes. similar to like Hunger Games. Yes, but there's also like it, questions, some sort of open ended. Exactly, like yeah. okay, you know, this happened, so yeah. like now what's going to happen? We got to enter the sphere next, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, that by itself is still just a good movie. Yeah. I mean, it leaves yeah. you wondering what happens and like. Like I said, I saw the next two, and they weren't bad. Yeah. They just weren't as good as the first yeah. one to The me. third one kind of wrapped it all up, or no? <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think uh, it's still kind of... I totally left. have, I will admit, of getting these confused with the Divergent series, which uh, I haven't seen any of those, but I'm assuming the first one's real good also. <laughs> I, it's... it's have you just seen one, any of those? I've, I've seen the first one and part of the second yeah. one, and, and during the second one, I was just like, yeah. I'm out. You know what I mean? You it's get it's a no for me, though. A lot of those interesting, unique ideas really kind of wear thin after a while. You yeah. know, you get it all out there and people are excited about it, but then they kind of lose it. And I get the the income aspect of it. You know, hell, why only make two movies yeah. when we can make three? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, they but... want to make money off it. But you have to present it in a unique enough way where it's going to be interesting. That's why I always appreciated at least the first three paranormal activities Mm -hmm. because they did something in each of them that you were like holy shit this is crazy yeah uh where they connected it to the little kids and it wasn't the house it was like the sister's house or something like that right it's like oh i didn't see that coming that was cool but then even that got old after a while yeah and the the fact that they kept going this is the last one everything's gonna come together with that particular series uh the first one's my least favorite Really? Those. Yeah, I think two or three. I'd have to rewatch all of them yeah, to realize what it was because yeah. it's been a while. But I know I liked two and three better than one. So, yeah, I'll definitely check out the Maze Runner. It sounds unique enough, and it, like you said, there's a lot of young stars in there that are now a hell of a lot yeah, bigger. And absolutely. Be going back to seeing them when they were young, specifically that guy, kid from The Revenant in Midsummer, because he's he's fabulous in both those movies. Uh, he's going to go on to do some really serious shit. He's already worked with some really great actors. All right. My next one. This was a movie that has been shit on for years. Yes. (laughs) And I saw it in the theater, and I immediately like, this movie is incredible. This is awesome. Everyone's going to love this movie. They're going to sing praises about this movie forever. And then hearing, wait, people don't like this movie? I don't get that at all. And this is 1995's Waterworld. Oh, dude, I love Waterworld, I love Waterworld, man. I cannot understand what people do not like about this movie. I I remember at the time, people were complaining about how much money it cost. uh, Yeah. And it was like $100 million, and they would probably shit themselves if they knew Avengers Endgame was like, what, 380? I know. (laughs) And so $100 million. And I mean, it makes sense. They had to build so much. This is all sets and like uh, vehicles, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boats Boats, and sets. That big set the floating that has the floating and, thing and i mean they built all that so yeah. it completely makes sense and you have to be on the water for most of this because you the the whole if you see land you have failed yeah exactly <laughs> making yeah. this movie so if you're not aware of Waterworld, it uh it was great i loved it i love any world creation where it's unique and and genius you get good actors thrown in there you have kevin costner a lot of great character actors you need triple horn uh the the little girl who went on to do uh, napoleon, napoleon dynamite, dynamite. Yeah. she was That's awesome crazy in this. To me. and uh you've got the great dennis hopper which really is what put this to the next level because he yeah. played that really charismatic villain he didn't play it 
creepy or scary. He was just funny as shit. Man. Yeah. And every really time was. he was on the screen, he owned it. He was really, really funny. One of my favorite scenes where he's got that guy tied, the two guys tied up. Yeah. And he's like, first person that tells me what I want to know lives. And yeah. they, one of the guys, uh, Shouts, shouts it out and everything. And uh, then he takes his gun. And he's like, no, you say you let me live. And he's like, oh, I might have. I might have. Yeah. <laughs> and so he turns to his like second in charge and yeah. he's like, kill him. Yeah. And so he kills him. So he's ruthless, but he's just really funny about yeah, it Yeah, it's like, you know, he just kind of feels like, hey, I'm doing what I have to do to survive yeah. in this world. And like, you know, this is the way that we have to do it. So I'm not even a bad guy. I'm the leader of yeah. all these people and I have to just so take yeah, care of them. Basically, you know? you've got... He's a leader of like kind of the pirates that are yeah, on the water. Um, There's no land. So I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. The polar ice caps have melted. Land is gone. Yeah. So everyone's on water. So you're either with Dennis Hopper and the pirates who are, you know, where they're held up. Yeah. <laughs> the Exxon Valdez. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> which still has a little bit of gasoline in it. And they have yeah. one poor bastard Ugh. who would have been dead by the fumes a long time ago. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, they keep him down to check the levels of what it is yeah. because the pirates are on like speeder bikes and like yeah. uh, like what jet skis and jet stuff skis. Like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what they were. They scorchers? No. I'm yeah, they think. did have a name for them, Ravengers yeah. or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, so then you've got the good people who are all kind of held up in this kind of circular city. Yeah. It's like it's. Its wall basically is the city almost. Yeah, it's like a floating. It's like a city. floating circle or something. Yeah. And they have to let you in, and then you do trading in there, and you meet uh, Michael Jeter from uh, from uh, Green Mile. Yeah, the one who had Mister Jinx, and then you've got Ginny uh, Triplehorns in there and everything. And if you if you're not in that city or you're not with Dennis Hopper, you're kind of on your own. And out in the thing, which is dangerous, we see that with uh, even with like strong people. So we're following. Uh, Kevin Costner. And Kevin Costner has a mutation. Yeah, he's a mutant. He's a mutant. Yeah. So people freak out over that. I don't know why. I, guess I don't either. There's racism even in the uh, yeah. future. <laughs> even when there's no land. Come yeah. on, dudes. Can't we all get along it's by ridiculous. now? And uh, I think in the land of water, the guy with webbed feet is king. Yeah, <laughs> virtually, you know? which, which he kind of proves that he is, though. Yeah. I mean... So that's what's great. He he's on his own boat. It's an awesome boat. He's uh, you get to see him kind of thwart these like scavengers all the time. Uh, but he shows up in this town with like this huge jar of dirt. Yeah, <laughs> fucking sand. Yeah, of sand. And people are like, "What the hell?" You yeah. know, where is he getting this? And they they act like it's like cocaine. Oh, this is pure dirt, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you get for this. And yeah, he basically the shelves are kind of bare of what they have to deal with. But right. he, he takes whatever he can, and then he's gonna kind of move on and everything but people uh find out he's a mutant and they capture him and everything but once dennis hopper's group kind of road warrior style kind of tries to invade the town yeah uh shit gets all screwed up and they realize they need uh they call him the mariner uh, yeah kevin coster's character they need his help to kind of take care of what they're gonna do yeah and he claims that he knows where dry land is which everyone's once you hear that and once he has a bucket of dirt yeah i mean exactly. who's not gonna believe uh what yeah. he has to say hey. too but not realizing that it's kind of realized uh, shortly into it that he's kind of swimming to the bottom of the ocean, right. grabbing the dirt, bringing it up, and then he can kind of like dry genius. out or something. Yeah, which yeah, is pretty yeah. genius. And then he just sells that shit. Uh, some of my favorite stuff, though, he takes the uh, 
during the like escape from the town, mm-hmm. uh, Janine Triplehorn uh, and the little girl kind of stow away. They help them escape, and yeah. they're with them too. And uh, some of my favorite stuff is when them uh, the relationship between him and the girl from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh yeah, who's just super sweet and super uh, uh, likable in the movie. And you know she's drawing on his boat, and he's like this gruff guy that yeah. he, she eventually breaks down to where he really likes her, and he has to like rescue her at the right, end. It's a yeah. great rescue mission to get her back too. Yeah, I love. I love, I love when uh, she's there with Dennis Hopper and Dennis Hopper's like threatening her oh, and yeah. everything like that. Oh, and she comes right back at him, Yeah, man. and she's like, oh, you're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really great. I love uh, where he has to – they're all hungry and he – he has to go catch a fish to remember that. Oh, yeah, dude, that's my favorite scene. Oh, God, you know? it's so great, man, where he just, like, uses himself as bait. Yeah. And basically gets eaten by this monstrous fish the size of, like, almost a, a small boat. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, he shoots it from inside and, like, kills it. And the next shot is them putting it on, like, the fire a and big, everything. big, huge <laughs> slab, too, like, yeah. six inches wide. Yeah. Like, one one of the most disturbing scenes of the movie is when they pick up Kim Coates. Uh, he's the paper, uh, not for sale. Did you ever, sale. did you ever see paper? <laughs> That's like my favorite line of the whole he movie. He's so weird and everything. And he got yeah. famous later on not for, for sons, sale, sons of sale. anarchy. I guess he's probably is one of his more famous things, but he always plays. He's like that, uh, just he's weird character. actor just that creepy, comes in crazy guy. And that you, you can tell that when you see him playing his performance and you look at it written on the page, it's no way in the world like no one would ever play it like this. But when he plays it like that, yeah. and he says his lines the way he does, it just makes the whole thing. Yeah. And he basically, the Mariner is basically going to pimp out uh, – the girl. The girl. Yeah. At first, the little girl. Yeah. And then Janine Triplehorn says, no, you got to do yeah. me, not uh, oh, not her. So and creepy. then right before that happens, he comes to his senses and breaks it up and everything. Yeah. And then just kicks or kills Kim Coates at that well, point. Well, yeah, because he ends up trying to – he steals his uh, lime tree, you know, yeah. which, you know, I, I it didn't dawn on me for a long time that, like, you would get scurvy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you had to have some source of vitamin C. Mm. So, like – that little lime tree or whatever it was was like. I think the lime super tree important. was the uh, beginning. I think that was the scavenger yeah. at the beginning, not Kim Coates. Oh, I think oh, Kim oh. Coates got pissed because he was he's not letting the girls. He he was reneging on the. Oh, but he stole he stole his his. I thought uh, the guy at the beginning because remember he had to circle back around. Reach down, grab that tree off that other guy's boat because huh. that happened when he was fishing. Remember, he came up oh, and it yeah, was missing. That's right. So then You're he came right. across him, grabbed it. Maybe and that was that when Jack boat. Black was in the. Uh, yeah, he was the pilot. Hot air balloon. Uh, no, oh, no, that was that was the that was yeah, uh, yeah. Artie Call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack Black did have that small role uh, when they were doing the invasion on the city. He was okay. one of the uh, one of the pilots or one of the guys from the boats. Yeah. That was the great scene where that one guy kept shooting and everything. Yeah. And Dennis Chuck. Hopper's like, what's his name? Maybe he goes by Charles. Yeah. Charles! Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, he ruled every scene he was in. When he yeah. had to get that fake eye, oh, and he, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put in, keep an eye on Yeah. <laughs> so I won't ruin the ending of it, but I'm telling you, I... Ignore all the critics with this particular one because there's nothing wrong with this movie whatsoever other than what they bitched back in the day, which was all uh, production costs and stuff like that. Who and I think, that's, shit? I think that's what it was. Is <laughs> yeah. I think that like... It was like the first movie over $100 million. Well, and, and Kevin Costner used his own money. Yep. So everybody was like, oh, he's a terrible business decision. And, I loved it. You know, and it didn't make any money and blah, 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 blah. But the thing was is I think it just got a negative opinion yeah. because of that. No. Yeah. I, I've I've honestly 
have heard few people be like, oh, that movie was terrible. Yeah. Most people are like, you liked that movie too? I like that yeah. movie. Like, I, It definitely found a new audience later on when it came out on VHS and everything. Because yeah. It got shit on in the theaters. When it came out on VHS, I'm people are shitted like... shitted on. That's yeah. all. Shitted on. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I But I also like that other kind of... We could have easily put this on our list too, but I don't think we've talked about it before. I don't think either of us have seen it for, for a long period of time to be able to t- talk about it. But uh, The Postman, was yeah, another kind yeah, of dystopian was, kind of movie. And it was around the same time. Almost. It was. It was like a few years after, and that also got shit on. Yeah. And that was a great movie. It I was think this really was a good. really good movie. Yeah, that was a good I forgot one. Tom Petty was in it. I was looking it up the other day. Oh, wow. I he, didn't even know. He played he was like that guy when the, he went to some town, and he was like the guy who showed him around and everything. No and shit. Like, totally I probably, yeah, I probably never Will even Patton realized that. Will was amazing in that movie. He was one of the best villains in that movie. I thought he was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. All right, what you got? All right. Um, so this is my fun one, man. I, I like this one. Um, this is uh, 1999's Dogma. Oh, Dogma. Yeah. Hells, yeah, man. Um, and it's not it's not quite apocalyptic. It, but, it could have been. It was it, on the way there, to being. You know. I don't know, man. It, it's pretty close to apocalyptic. Um, yeah, oh, definitely. This movie got dark at the end, too. Yeah. It was very, like, a straight-up comedy and everything, For but for a... Spe- uh, and it was still funny all the way through it, but towards the end, it took a turn, like, when they went into that boardroom and shit. Oh, and, that's... Dude, I love that oh, scene. Oh, God, it was really... <laughs> you didn't say God bless you. <laughs> oh, my God, like... So, yeah, why don't you... Um, so, we're dealing with two fallen angels, but the uh, two actors that Kevin Smith smartly got before they got huge, Yeah, you know? Uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Yep. Um, also, Alan Rickman, oh. Selma Hayek, George Carlin, Lannis Morissette. Uh, J- yeah, Lannis <laughs> Morissette, Jason Lee, Jay and Silent Bob. Obviously, yep. Um, a lot of good. Linda Farentino was in it. Janine Garofalo, Chris Rock. They were Man, part of the Prophets. Huge cast. You know? Like Kevin Smith, this is kind of when he got, he was obviously, Clerks put him on the map, Mall Rats. You either, you either loved it or hated it. I was always the one who loved it. Uh, I loved Mallrats. Uh-huh. Uh, it didn't do critically well in the theater. But then uh, Dogma came out, and that was the type of movie that uh, showed that he could work with a big budget, and he just was able... He was so charismatic and loved his work so much that he was able to get big-level actors to come in just to do stuff. Because this seems on paper like Alan Rickman would read this and be like, what? Yeah. Alan Rickman's done like so much Broadway and Shakespeare and stuff yeah. like that. But man, Rickman was he totally was on it. perfect One of my role. favorite things, one of my favorite lines ever that Alan Rickman said, too, was... Uh, I don't know what it is with you bottom feeders. I always think if someone wants to be in your knickers. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> because Linda Farentino thought he was going to rape her yeah. uh, when he showed up for the first time. Right, yeah. he dropped his pants. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and so basically she is, she's a Catholic, but she's kind of lost her faith. She works at an um, abortion clinic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and like, you know, and so she's like, the whole movie is about her struggling and yeah. everything with her faith. Um, and then how does, how is she introduced to Loki and, uh, what is it? Bartleby? Yeah. Uh, damn, man. They it's come, been a while since I've seen this. Yeah. Uh, I know she comes across Jay and Silent Bob first. Right. But it, does she even have an, uh, kind of a situation where she comes across Loki She's and them? looking for them and they're exactly. looking yeah. for her. It's, right. it's a Terminator situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah She's Sarah right. Connor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and so, yeah, it's it's also just a road trip movie. It's definitely and, a road trip movie, and they just come across different people that uh, all kind of are. Uh, and during that whole thing, you get the Jason Lee character who plays like the devil, basically, right? Who's kind of come to earth. I love how he's so obsessed with uh, air conditioning. Oh um, yeah, no greater sin than central air. Yeah. <laughs> he just sits in front of the air uh, vents as it's coming out, and then you've got Chris Rock, who is. Uh, who is his character? Rufus. He was Rufus, yeah. who has come and kind of going to teach Linda Farentino and the Jay and Silent Bob characters and everything. And yeah, well, he's like one of the prophets. Yeah, he's one know? of the prophets that come um, out. And, and then you got Salma Hyatt, who's also kind of... She's serendipity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the shit monster. Remember yeah. the shit monster? Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the Buddy Buddy Christ. I love the Buddy Christ statue. Oh, yeah, But dude. it's introduced by, like, George Carlin. Yes, This is why dude, it's so drab type of thing. He says, we need to uh, kind of make things fun again in the Catholic religion, which is interesting about this movie. When Kevin Smith wrote it, he was, he was still very Catholic. Uh, and now he is, like, zero religion. No, he is he, not. He is completely, <laughs> like, the opposite of what his feelings were in this movie. This is a great commentary on this uh, movie if you ever get the DVD version. Really? they I love the Kevin Smith commentaries because he, uh, he's been around for enough time and he's kind of... Uh, kind of skirting under the the high level Hollywood where he still doesn't mind shitting on people. At this period he was. Now he I don't think he shits on many people. And he's, right. he says that too. He says he says, people think I love everything. He says that's just because I don't mention what I hate. Right. Yeah. He says, so if I'm talking about it, I love it. Yeah. But back in Dogma, he didn't give a shit. Like on the Mall Rats commentary, him and everyone else on the commentary just completely shit all over Shannon Doherty. Really? <laughs> Talked about how horrible she was on the set. And very similar to this movie they all shit on linda farentino really they said how horrible she was to be around and it no was, kidding i was like oh this is like listening to some like dirty phone call that you're not supposed to <laughs> listening to the commentary so his, his commentary in this was really fun i mean and they like lather the balls of like uh, of alan rickman how much they love him compared to linda farentino so uh-huh. it was very interesting to uh to hear you could tell they had a hell of a lot of fun on this movie and they, oh, they were yeah, given a, a lot more money than he's used to have too. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so it was just fun. It was it, just fun through the whole thing. Like I said, until it kind of got evil. Yeah. Like when when you realize that, uh, not too spoilery, but at the very end where like uh, where Ben Affleck like cuts his fucking wings off yeah. and shit. Yeah. And the way they looked, that just like bleeding, bleeding out of his wings, and you everything. kind of feel no. really bad for those characters. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I really liked their storyline. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? Like, I understood why they were mad. I understood what yep. they were doing. I understood, you know, stood why they were doing it, you know, and like, oh, man. And it was cool when uh, when God spoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yep. neat. Um, I love, yeah, I love Alanis Morissette as God. Yeah. She's, she just comes yeah. skipping yeah. along. We and my wife just saw her in something the other day, a really great uh, thing that her and Jimmy Fallon, she was on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, oh, really? I guess the... Uh, her something she did is on Broadway or something, okay. but they go in disguise into the subway system. I've seen him do that with other uh, people. Have you? Uh, yeah. th- this was really cool. So they are in disguise and they're singing like uh, jagged little pill. Or no, what they, they started by singing like uh, Christmas carols. Oh wow! And everyone's videotaping and everything, and you kind of get the impression maybe some but some of these people. There's so many videotaping yeah. going on that you think that either they think this is really cool or they someone has an inclination that they uh, who they really are. Right. But they were in pretty good disguises, and so Jimmy Fallon takes his off first, and he's he's like. Uh, 
uh, introduces Alanis Morissette and people freak the hell out. That's I when bet. she busted into like uh, one of her old uh, songs. And That's everything. awesome. And everyone sang around with them and everything. I was like, these guys just got like I'll a crazy that experience that they didn't expect. Oh, just yeah. to, how many people lost missed their train that they were like, we're not getting on the train. Yeah, we'll yeah. just be late. We're gonna, yeah, we'll be here for the next 15 Yeah, minutes. we'll be here for the next train. <laughs> they so. can wait. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Dogma is a great fun movie, man. Yeah, it if really you, was. Uh, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, I... Always recommend uh, Clerks, Mallrats, and Dogma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Chasing Amy, but I can. It had some like uh, romantic undertones and some uh, that very dramatic stuff in there that might not be for uh, the casual Kevin Smith fan who are just in there for Snoochie Boochies and shit yeah. like that. I love Strike Back, and uh, that reboot was so funny. Man. Oh, it's right. coming to, yeah. coming in January. I think it's coming yeah. digitally, so I think uh, I would imagine it's going to have to be coming on uh, Redbox. Get your shit, get your I shit know, straight right? before Fucking that. Man. Redbox. I don't know what's going on. No, I, I always we will pimp you I, out, Redbox. I have just paid let you so much money. <laughs> we I don't want you, free shit. We yeah. just want you to accept Justin's I money. I paid you thirty-two dollars for Hotel Artemis. <laughs> Jesus, man! I get me off block. I have paid my dues. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my next movie here, man, and this was a really great one that was based on a graphic novel that also kind of went under the kind of radar. I thought. And I've been hearing inklings of sequels for years now. And this is, it's 2013, so six years later, I'm not sure it's going to happen now. And this is the uh, the really fabulous World War Z. Oh, yeah. I loved World War Dude, Z it was with good, Brad Pitt, man. man. Yeah. It was, I love, see, the problem with zombie films <laughs> is the same thing along with like vampire films. You know, they've been done so many times. So yeah. if you're going to do them, do them in a unique way or tell them from a different perspective that you're not used to seeing. Yeah. And that's what I loved about World War Z, that you were... You were seeing it from not only from a healthcare perspective, mm-hmm. you were also seeing it from a person that was jumping to so many different countries. Yeah. Uh, and like on military planes going to Dubai, yeah. now going to Afghanistan, and they're going to Egypt, and they're going to different... Uh, I might be wrong about all those cities. I, but. <laughs> I, know they, I know they ended up going to Israel. Yeah, Israel yeah. at one point. That's right, the Jerusalem because of the big wall yeah. there. And uh, that they had just finished yeah. right before the outbreak yeah. started happening. So what happens, it's it's a classic zombie film, but when you... 28 Days Later style. It, it very 28 Days Later, like yeah. uh, Fast Zombies. Yeah, basically. Fast really Zombies, fast zombies. spreads fast. And one of my favorite elements from this movie, and, it, uh, and filmmakers and screenwriters should pay attention to this scene because I think it's a very telling kind of scene where... He's on the street with his wife. Remember, they're in the car yeah. and everything. And it's right when everything hits. Yep. And they just have to evacuate. Well, there's a scene where he sees somebody bitten. And at the same time he sees someone bitten, the baby doll falls to the ground. Uh-huh. And, and this specific baby doll was a counting one. So the baby doll is counting one, right. two, yeah, exactly. three. And so he's use, they're using that element to show the audience how long it takes for a zombie to become full zombified, That's I guess. such a good and little So thing. once it reaches like, I think, 13. 13 seconds or yeah, maybe it was, 10 it was seconds like 10 10 or 12 something yeah. like that and once it went off boom you saw that guy bolt an attack so yeah. at that point you knew anytime someone was bit that's how long he had probably three times as longer as 28 days later happened because remember 28 late days later was or weeks it later was also almost, it was 
almost Inst- instantaneous. That guy got that you had to react, yeah. and he turned around and was already yeah. like, or that one girl who like just started hacking at him. That yeah. one guy, and phew, you had to be—you didn't have a chance to even say goodbye. You yeah, know, you were just killing that other person before they killed you. Right. But I like the idea that we're—it's to- to- being told by somebody who works for the World Health Organization, so he has all these. Remember, he brings his wife and his kid to like On the aircraft, aircraft carrier, carrier, which is obviously the safest place. Yeah. But even there, I always said if there was a zombie outbreak, yeah. I would get on a fucking boat. Yep. Get I would just get a, just get to the fucking ocean. Yep. I don't care. I would steal a boat. And yep. you don't have to go far. Just go 200 yards, yep. 400 yards <laughs> offshore and drop the fucking anchor. Yep. And you're good. You, you like, grab 10 fishing poles and 500 lures exactly. and, you're, and you're good you to go. You are ready to go. And you know I've got tons already on deck. So yep. like, I'm set. Like All I got to do is make it to the coast. And there's not going to be a lot of zombies going out yep. Archer Road. So. There's not going to be swimming zombies. And I got a four-wheel drive truck. You know what I mean? Just get the fuck out of the uh, way. <laughs> there's, there's two absolutely incredible scenes in this movie. Uh, and I'll be a little spoiler on one of them because there's an element to the movie that they find out something that they have to be able to do. And that... The, and those scenes kind of connect to each other. So the scene in Jerusalem was insane. Yeah. Remember, they were so happy and celebrating inside the walls because they had built these walls that were probably 200 feet tall, if not 300 feet I tall. I mean, they were large. Massive. Yeah. Massive walls around the city. So they thought they were completely safe. The infection's outside. They yeah. can, it could stay there. But we see these zombies piling up on each other because they're inside singing and dancing. Exactly. That's and what it was. And it draws the... It's, it's not quite as bad as Quiet Place, but it's pretty... Pretty close that if you make noise, these guys are going to come around. But yeah. they figured nothing could break the walls. Yeah, and you see these guys piling up on each other, basically building a, a zombie, zombie mound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, like a mound that eventually they start pouring. And over I love that the, shot from the the yeah, plane yeah. outside as it's flying around. Some really good digital see, stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, and I mean, yeah, sure, you can tell it's, it's digital, digital but, but it was done yeah. well. Absolutely. Uh, and they're jumping at the helicopter and everything. But yeah. uh, the first telling scene in the whole movie that of something that might be different or wrong that they should kind of focus on is the zombie horde like going through the streets of Jerusalem mm. and all like going around yeah. this one character. And you're yeah. like, why are they avoiding him? That was awesome. And so there's a little spoiler here is they realize that the uh, – People that are infected, people that have like diabetes yeah, or something, that people sick, that have like cancer, that have sick or yeah. have cancer or anything terminal. like that, terminal, yeah. that they are going to avoid. They're right. not going to kind of do that. So it goes into my next favorite scene where he has to actually go to the WHO yeah. offices. Oh, so And good. they realize that. Um, it was like a video game. It was with him really having cool. to navigate really, that could be a, back. That like, whole thing could have been a movie in itself yeah. because they spent a good 15, 20 minutes there and they could have spent like a half hour, 40 I would have minutes. been fine with that. Yeah, dude. it was really like, good because what happened is he realizes uh, if we can build this serum and where most people would go with this, we're going to build a serum to cure people. And he's like, no, I think if we intentionally infect ourselves with the lowest level of... Uh, of kind of illness that can be cured later on. Yeah. But, you know, if we can be undetectable by the, if we can inject ourselves with something, be undetectable by the zombies, we can just go in there and boom, yep. blow them all up yeah. and don't have to worry about anything doing that. And they were like, well, we have those types of viruses here, but it's it's in like B-Wing. Yeah. And I'll show you what B-Wing looks like yeah. right now. And it's all the guys that used to work in B-Wing are yeah. all infected. Yeah. And you know that him and like that other guy that goes with him, because a lot of the group sits back and watches on the video. And one of them is Doctor Who, like the, uh, not the, the newest Dr. Hill because it's a woman but the one before that was this guy Peter Cavletti I think is his name interesting and the really great uh, 
girl, uh, Ruth Nega, who was, uh, who's in Preacher. She's really, really good in that scene too. Uh, so it's basically, uh, Brad Pitt having to go room for room and avoid the zombies. And I won't tell you what, it, uh, what has to happen in that room, but ah, it was so yeah. exciting because you realized along with the same time he, uh, realized it where he gets into that room with the, uh, yeah. with the viruses and he has no way of communicating with them. He doesn't know what virus is good, what virus is bad. You're and there's like, just oh, that God. one just waiting for him. Right outside the door. Him, you, like, know, oh. you were thinking like he was going to grab a whole shitload of them, bring them back. The yeah. doctors were going to tell him what ones to use and then he, they were going to do a test thing or something. Yeah. But nope, it's got to be trial by fire here and it was uh, really exciting. Well, and remember they were going to kick his family off the aircraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, sorry, like, you got Dude, go. I'm out here trying to cure this shit yeah. for you. You Ugh. take special care of my wife and family out there, man. Yeah, that was a really good... As far as zombie movies went, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Man. It was one of those ones that it's it's all right to introduce to people who are already fed up with zombie movies because it was yeah. told in a different way, yeah. you know, and I, I really appreciated that. All right. Okay. Um, so this was a Netflix movie. Um, and it was pretty good. I, it was really good, actually. Um, but it was also similar to A Quiet Place. Um, and this is Bird Box. Now, this is a movie that I've always, I still have it on my, uh, in my queue in Netflix, and I've always meant to see it. I remember when this came out. That weekend, it was like the biggest thing on the internet. Yeah, everyone was making memes of it. They were making jokes about yeah. it. They were, and everyone liked it. It wasn't they were making bad jokes right. about it, but uh, it was very popular. Very similar to how anytime Netflix releases something like built up like that. But this kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't even know it was made, and I still haven't seen it. So. Well, it came out right around. I, I'd say maybe like two months after A Quiet Place. So it was very well timed in that, you know, in A Quiet Place, um, in A Quiet Place, you, uh, you couldn't make any noises or anything like that because you would attract whatever it is. Um, in this one, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't have your eyes exposed because you would see these things. And what would happen is, um, it would just, uh, it would like make you go crazy, really, and basically kill. See yourself. that element, I had no idea. I know you had to, and I assume that's probably what something what it was because I saw the blindfolds mm-hmm. on people when yeah. I saw trailers for it and stuff. Um, so whenever somebody would look at it, like their eyes would start to turn red. Now, how fast did that happen? Like very quickly, you know, probably like once you look at it, you can't look away. Basically, oh, um, wow. you know, what is it like? Uh, deadlights in it, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, which God, I love that scene with. So, what did it do besides the eyes red? Did you become you became like a zombie, or no? You just you, died? Just, you just fucking killed yourself. Oh, okay. You okay. just fucking killed yourself, in, and you in, would do in what in, way? In any, any way, way you could? possible. So you saw as some crazy as possible. Yeah, you saw some crazy suicides in this movie. Basically. Yeah, like um, and so give us one of them. <laughs> so, Sandra Bullock is the main star. And that's where all their money went for this movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and Sarah Paulson is her sister. God, I love Sarah um, Paulson, man. She was, I, she was everywhere for a while there. Now she's kind of sporadic. Yeah. She was killing it with American horror story. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. haven't seen that in a couple of seasons. God, I, it got you know, bad, man. Did it? This last it, one yeah. was, I think I have, I was seen. out way before everyone else. Uh, my wife hung on for, for a lot longer, but this last season, was I difficult. think freak show or hotel was the last yeah. ones that I saw. I, I think after I was out, I was out on a hotel. That's where I was out. I was like, this isn't that good. Yeah. And then 
every season after that, I think I watched episode one, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'm out. It's the same thing. Yeah. I kind of get sick of those actors after a while, to be honest with you. Yeah. I was like, I need somebody new, man. I thought it was neat how they switched up the, kept the same actors, yeah. but just switched up the characters. It was neat up until the fourth or fifth season. And yeah. You're like, come on, man, give us yeah. somebody else. Um, so Sandra Bullock is pregnant in this movie because it starts out, okay, so I have to give you the main plot line real quick and then gotcha. we'll jump back to the, the, what happens when you look, gotcha. um, they are on, it's Sandra Bullock and two children and they're traveling down a river, um, with blindfolds on and like at the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so as they're going down the river, you're learning the story of why they're going down the river. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like river flashback to yeah. this scene for a while, then river, then flashback to that scene for a while. You know what I mean? Um, so this is a flashback to where she's pregnant and um, her and her sister are at the hospital. Um, no blindfolds. And no blindfolds. Life is perfect, you know, <laughs> um, except she doesn't want to be pregnant. Like she yeah. doesn't want to have this child, you know, um, and, and she's like upset about it. Um and as they're walking out of the hospital, this woman who's just like a random woman in the hospital, like starts looking at her and then turns to this like plexiglass door, you know, like window yeah. um, and just starts smashing her fucking head against it and kills herself, Ooh. you know. And so little by little in this scene, pandemonium starts yeah, yeah. to kind of break out. Um, and they get in the car and, uh, Sarah Paulson is talking to her and they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And then all of a sudden Sarah Paulson just starts staring forward and she just can't stop staring forward. And she starts pressing the gas and like, you know, yeah. and Sandra Bullock's like freaking the fuck out, yeah. you know, and like, dude, just boom, head on fucking collision, huh. you know? Um, so these people are seeing things, but we're not seeing what they're seeing. You, they're, they're, <laughs> I, yeah, no, no, there's, yeah. you, you don't see them. Oh, okay. You don't, you can't see them. You know what I mean? They're, they're invisible. Yeah. Um, how do we like, know that though? Is, uh, someone figures something out. It's and, kind of explained yeah. because there's, I mean, every time that it happens, there's nothing. There, yeah. I would think the know? exposition would have to be get out through some character who knows something. And that's, like and that, that's yeah. what happens is, is eventually, I guess people figure out like, don't look at it. You know what I mean? If you don't look at <laughs> don't, it... Don't look at it, but we don't know what it is. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean... Do we ever find out without... I mean, is I that something know. that... Does the end wrap things up in a like logical way, or is it kind yeah, of open-ended yeah. still? Okay. No, for the most part, it's... it's. My other question, do we see somebody intentionally blind themselves? Because that would be great. Oh, I don't think so. Damn. Damn, I, I, that's a... That's a missed opportunity, man. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think so. Um, no, there's multiple... In this world, the blind man's king. Yes. What are y'all upset about? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, Give me my latte and shit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, like, you know, like I said, there's there's different storylines. It's all one main... It's all Sandra Bullock's character yeah, storyline, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but, like, at one point, she is with, uh, like, a group of people. Uh -huh. And uh, so, like, John Malkovich is there. Um, Lil Rel, or was it Lil Ray? Is that his D name? Is no, there no, a place where they can be, like, is it only outside? Can they be inside without the blindfolds on? Right. So, like, if you're inside the house and you've taped everything up, yeah. like, you're good in there. I don't think they can, like, walk through walls or open doors and stuff like that. But, like... If you go, you know, if there's if there's a crack in the window and you yeah. look out that crack and they're there, you're 
locked in. But you, you know, but you don't even know you're seeing it. <laughs> right, it's yeah, very it, unique. It's, yeah, uh, it's 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 very. I interesting. definitely would check this out. Um, it seems like it's interesting enough. And like you said, there was there has some sort of similarities just be between Quiet Place in the way that you have to avoid doing something or you die. Right. That's well, the similarity. And so... And that is... Uh, quiet Place It's making noise, and this one is just seeing. So opening there's, your eyes. there's also a group of people who believe that, like, these things are beautiful and that, like, if you look at them, um, you know, like, you'll see this beautiful, beautiful How would thing. they know? They haven't looked at them yet. <laughs> right. No, they, people are crazy. It's, it's like the guy who screams in A Quiet Place. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's similarities because, like, at this point, people are... You know, it's... It the timeline jumps over a period of like five years. Oh, okay. You know, um, like she ends up having two children. Uh-huh. You know, that are like five and seven or something like, or five and three or well, something. Once like Once again, that. why are you having? Uh, I know. Why are you having I kids? Know, you know, Does she have a um, husband in this, or she's just she is pregnant before it all starts. Okay, so that's one kid. And then she has another child. We don't see who the dad is or anything. Because come to find out. It's not her child. And at, oh, some okay, point, okay, okay, cool. at some point, she may have to make the decision <laughs> to let one of the children go. <laughs> now, would you pick your biological one or the one you were helping raise? So. <laughs> and, and they both realize that. Ah, God. <laughs> you know, yeah. And so, like, you know, it, it's, it's, there's some dramatic I, shit I like in there, the like, idea of putting these regular people in these horrible conundrums of... What are we going to do? What are we going to sacrifice to be able to live in a world which is already shitty as hell? Yeah. You know, I mean, and people will like scrap and hang on to whatever life it is, even it's if it's weird. horrible, you yeah. know, but, and I, and I get it. I would be that guy, but uh, yeah. God, it's difficult. Yeah. Which leads me to a good one. For, uh, is that good? Should we leave it? Yeah, like no, that? You're yeah leave it like yeah. that because I don't want to. Uh, yeah. Cause it can be really spoilery. Yeah. I don't want to get too spoiled because it is one that I always heard good stuff about and the, that I would uh, want to check it out. I'm a horror movie, thriller movie guy. So uh, this next movie, and this is also one of those ones. If I had to live in this world for this next movie, I probably would have killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> this, and I say that very, that would be hard for me to get to that point. But man, this movie does not make it look good. And I didn't end it. I'm not ending this uh, pod. This is my second to last one because I'm going to end it on a fun one. <laughs> this one is a very dark and kind of, in a way, depressing, but super, super interesting movie. And this is 2009's The Road. Okay. Yeah. I've heard you talk about this uh, and mention it. Yeah. And like, it's it, really good. It I can't must recommend be really it. really good, but it must be really kind of hard to get through. It's. It's difficult at times because you're seeing some horrifying stuff because it really dives. I think The Walking Dead wishes they could get the idea of because this isn't zombie related this mm-hmm. is all people yeah the, the world is in like it's a post-apocalyptic world most of the people are dead the Do only they... people that are alive are people that are held up uh, are staying hidden or are just wandering the streets in like pickup trucks looking for survivors mm-hmm. that they could kill and eat uh-huh. they're just food is the big issue in this so movie. Do they say what happened? Was there like a nuclear blast? I think it- they do. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, and I think they do allude to it a little bit because he it is told somewhat in backstory mm-hmm. because we're seeing Viggo Mortensen is the main uh, guy, and uh, that 
kid from my should remember his name uh, because he, he's in the Dolomite movie. He's also in Let uh, the Right One In, and he's Nightcrawler in the new X Men movies. And he's a little okay. kid in this movie. So basically, the whole movie is him and Viggo Mortensen kind of traveling the countryside trying to survive. Mm. But we're seeing back uh, flashbacks, black flashbacks <laughs> of uh, the life they had just probably a few months before there were. He was married to Charlize Theron. Uh huh. Charlize Theron's like mega depressed. She she brings a lot of the movie down. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where she's like, we can't live in this world. We shouldn't be raising our son in this world. Yeah. I think we all just need to kill ourselves and be done with it. Holy and, fuck! And at some point, she just like walks out of the house and, and leaves them herself. and just kills herself. Ugh. And he's left to raise this kid by himself and he's trying to hold it together. And no matter what he can find, and there's some great moments where like they break into this one place and he finds a vending machine. And uh, this has been this way for a while since the kid was like, I think she had give birth, gave birth. So this kid only knows this world. Right. And he's always scared. And they break into this God, one place and he gets to drink his first Coca-Cola. Like you find a Coke can uh-huh. and it's like, oh my God, it's sweet. It's fizzy. It's uh, And he's very shocked by it because this is not something that he's used to. Right, yeah. And then that kind of uplifting scene with him and his father kind of goes to the, like another scene where they're literally hiding in the woods because this pickup truck full of guys. <laughs> I was just about to say, it goes from that to them almost being uh, eaten. Yeah. Like, There's some really shocking stuff in this. One of the best scenes in the movie, and it's the scene that really kind of like disturbs you and makes you feel kind of weird watching it, but such a great scene is where they come across this farmhouse mm. and they break into the farmhouse and they're going around and they there's nobody there. So mm. they think a lot like a lot of houses, they think it's abandoned. Right. And they go into the kitchen and they realize that there's a door leading into the floor that's padlocked oh shit and they're wondering what the hell's in the padlock and like they it could be food they're they're starving you know they could be reserves of food it could be water it could be could be more coca-cola yeah (laughs) so they decide to go in to the uh to break the lock and to go into the basement Uh so and it's very dark of course it is. they're going to the basement and as this is happening you see people walking down the driveway long driveway but they're walking towards the house with rifles and you can tell the people are returning you know goldilocks is sleeping goldilocks is in my floor yeah so they go inside and you think they're gonna find stuff that they're gonna grab and they're gonna get the hell out of there and everything and when they go into the floor these people have people down there that's what i figured and they've been down there so long that they're like this they almost look similar to like the descent creatures they're super pale and once they see them they start running at them and they start running towards the door because they're just trying to get free these guys are like food that they're keeping down there Yeah, exactly and they race out of that thing but right when they get out and they get the padlock on then they have to deal with the people in the house they have to go up the stairs as they're coming in and they're keeping silent and through the whole movie Viggo Mortensen has this one gun with like one I think shot. like one shot or something yeah. and anytime something almost horrifying happens he puts it to his son's head uh-huh. because he knows he can't let his son yeah. be taken right. he, he'll oh, blow his God. son's head off so anytime something horrible happens boom the gun goes right to his son's head oh my god <laughs> and you're like holy shit he's gonna kill his son at any moment oh. and there's so many instances where he almost does it 
but they end up getting out. They bust through the window. Jesus, and, that's oh, terrible, God. dude. And they keep going and going and going. And you're like, oh, this is such a horrible life for them to live. But it's that strong surviving sense to Jesus, keep going. That just ruined uh, my day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, as dark it is, it's a very enjoyable movie. No, I'm sure it's it is, very yeah. dark. No, and, and he's great. And I, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's great in everything he does. This is one of his most intense movies. I mean, he looks through the the entire movie he looks like he's been crying for hours yeah so his whole face is like i've my wife has given up i have to take care of my son not only i've given up like, uh, God. oh in a like really horrible way like sorry yeah if you don't want to come with me that's fine Jeez. i mean i get it yeah i get it but oh god it's it's dark but it's good it's same writer as the uh, no country for old men guy which oh. that was upbeat yeah <laughs> compared yeah, right? to this movie Jesus. uh but yeah you got to be careful who you show it to but uh it's, it's enjoyable yeah well, i'm sure <laughs> um all right uh this one we've talked about a couple of times uh but it's fucking great and it's worth talking about again uh 10 cloverfield lane man oh yeah like this is a good one man. that's this, such this a is, good movie dude. in my opinion one of the best and we're gonna go into different uh genres of sequels and sometimes sequels are better than the originals this one far oh way better, way better dude. than the first one yeah and i like the first one the first one was good but the first mm. one was like a godzilla film you know this yeah. was like this really low-key movie and when this hit that was another one similar to the bird box where people like have you seen 10 cloverfield yeah. lane yeah. and everyone had to figure it out to the for themselves is, is this kind of related to that one and, or and not? i remember yeah. you know i remember seeing the trailers for it and yeah. and just seeing that and thinking like is this what yeah. you know? But it, it honestly, it looked so good from the trailer that yeah. I didn't want to Google anything about it yeah. because of spoilers yeah. and stuff. So until the end, I was like, "Son of a bitch, it yeah. is." Like, and it, and it does hold on its own. You don't even need oh. to see the first one to enjoy oh, not it. At all. You could see this one first, really, yeah. and then go see the uh, the second one. And all you'd really need to know is that like. It's a really good movie. You should see it. Yeah. That's yeah. all you need They're to really know. really good. And um, what's great about it is it, they gave it a great script and they got great actors. Dude, John Goodman. John Goodman, man. Fucking amazing. Really good. And uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, I've got Ma- it here. Is it Mary Elizabeth Winstead or uh, something Winstead, I uh, think? Yeah, Mary Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, she's really good. She's in a lot of stuff that people don't give her enough credit for. She was like one of the few good things about the Thing remake, which should never have been done in the first place. But she is a very likable character. And and uh, I thought she really kind of moved this movie along. Yeah, well, and then there was the uh, John Gallagher that, Jr. Yeah, that other kid. Emmett, yeah. Yep, he was great. Um, Basically three people other than that one woman uh, who showed up at the thing. But it oh, was a very man. small cast. Yeah. This was also around the time, and I don't – this is – been how it's been for years. I don't know why it takes these types of movies to remind people that it does not take a lot of money to make a very enjoyable movie. Yeah, you get absolutely. good performers and you have a great script. Yeah. You don't need a whole lot of money. No, and and I mean with something like that bunker I mean that's what it that's where the money went was the set, basically. Yeah. Once and once you saw the entrance in the hallways and the tunnels. I mean, it's just all one set. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when it comes to something like that, you can literally just make it whatever you want. Like, Oh, boom. We're in the pump. We should have made this movie. I know. Right. Like, (laughs) Oh, now we're in the pump room. Now we're in the main room. You know what I mean? It's just, so yeah. The main character, I just want to get into where they're underground. Yeah. Which doesn't Um, take long actually watching the film either. Yeah. The main character basically is driving along. Um, I, I can't remember if she's on the phone with her mom or if she's yeah. listening to a voicemail or a boyfriend or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think a voicemail. Um, right. But she's distracted for some reason. 
and um, she had been in a fight with her boyfriend or something. Something yeah. like that. I, I I just don't remember specifically. Um, and the next thing you know, she's in a car wreck. Yeah, sideswiped. Yeah, um, and she wakes up chained. <laughs> you know, chained um, to the wall on a cot in a very small cement room, you know. And, like, I mean, if I woke up and was in this room, I would be like, I'm underground somewhere and yeah. what the hell. Yeah. Um, so she's instantly trying to get out of there. Uh, shortly thereafter, John Goodman comes in, tells her that, like, you know, look, there's been an incident. Um, I forget what is specific, you, you know, know like an event f- or fallout something. or something like that. And we can't. Yeah, we're, he, we're in a bunker and we can't leave. Right. And so he's like, you know, you were in an accident. I saved you. you you're, know. you're in the best place you could possibly be. Right. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't want to tell her exactly what's going on immediately because, I mean, come on, dude. What if what if that was you? You'd be like, yeah, yeah. bullshit. Like, yeah. bullshit. You know? like, this ain't a sex thing or a kidnapping yeah, thing. But, yeah. but, but as a viewer, you're in the back of your head. You're thinking, hey, this is a sex thing and a kidnapping thing. Right. Yeah. Well, so, and because... John Goodman's creepy through the whole thing. Not really overtly creepy, though, but he does have his outbursts, right. like at the dinner table where he yeah. he has his first outburst, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, also, like, again, I, I wasn't sure this had to do with the first Cloverfield. Yeah. So I was there was a part of me during the beginning of the movie when Emmett is introduced and they kind of had this dynamic yeah. going on where I'm like, dude, I think these two guys are in it together. Yeah. And I think they're going to kidnap this yeah. lady and like do some weird shit to her, yeah. you know, until then you see like that lady show up. Yeah. Um, and- <laughs> it was really good. They they told him a great way to now. Was she? She was let out of the room. Like he opened the door at some point and let her wander out, and that's when she realized that she wasn't the only person in the bunker, along with John Goodman, right. which made her immediately happy. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. She came across the Emmett character, who was very nice and sweet through the whole movie, and he yeah. was pretty straight up with her and said, "Hey, I helped this guy build this bunker. Right. He's on the level. He's a little weird, but he's on the level. And uh, I showed up and asked to be to come in here and everything. So this yeah. is and, well. And like John Goodman worked for the government. I don't yeah. know if he said like. Like what branch or whatever, but he knew about all kinds of weird shit that had yeah. been going on. And he was a prepper. He was a doomsday prepper, yeah. you know? Um, and he was also crazy as fuck. Yeah. Um, and there was basically two elements that gave her major concern. One was the, uh, uh, well, remember she, she got freaked out and she was going to, she was going to bolt at yeah. some point. Yeah. And right before she did, some woman was pulled up out front where it's the door that exits the bunker and she comes up and almost validates the hell out of john goodman's story right there because she's screaming and she's belligerent and let me the fuck in right uh, well so he takes her up the first time to show her the cows yeah and there's two dead cows or pigs one or the other right outside of the bunker you know um, and that's supposed to be his evidence that yeah. like the air is bad. Yeah, the yeah. air is bad. This is what happens to you if you go outside. And so she kind of believes it, kind of doesn't. And then she starts hearing a car yeah. driving around on the surface. And so she starts to formulate the plan that like the next time this happens, I'm going to get the keys. Didn't from she him. like smash him in the head with a bottle at dinner time or something? Something, like something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and that's when they start to hatch the plan about getting the gun from him yeah. and like you well, know. I, I remember when it goes next level is when they have to change like the filters and the air thing and she's the smallest one to fit through the kind of the, the vent to be able yeah. to get to it and when she gets up there she sees 
at an area where like almost like a transom type area where you could tell she see fingernails or yeah, writing so the, or something. So like there that. was, there was like, it was an exit, yeah. you know, but it was like a, almost like a plexiglass type yeah. thing. Um, and somebody had scratched help me yeah. on there <laughs> and you could see that they were trying to claw their way out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's like, there's like three or four really like holy fuck moments yeah, yeah. in this movie, you know. One of them involves the fifty-five gallon drum. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Which yeah. is really that's what I think of uh, when I think of John Goodman now with those big gloves on and everything. Yeah. Yeah, you can talk a little about that if you want. So basically, the Emmett character and the main uh, female character. Uh, decide that like they're going to get the gun from John Goodman and they're going to take control and they're going to kind of like figure out what the fuck is really going on. Um, And so they hatch a plan to do so. And she even is making like a suit, you know, to, to be able to get outside. And so John Goodman, he doesn't, he doesn't figure it out. They, they try and attempt it, but for some reason or other they fail. Right. Um, And, he brings them into this room and he opens up this 55 gallon drum of this chemical that's like it's it's almost like an airplane fuel, like rocket fuel yeah, yeah. you know um but it will like dispose of anything and so that's what he does to get rid of all their trash um and he says you know I'm only going to ask you once you know whose idea was it to try and do this yeah. And the guy Emmett says, you know, it was my idea. He said, I wanted to try and impress her and I yeah. wanted to, you know, be the big man and da 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 da. And I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> Thinking that John Goodman will be like, all right, don't let it happen. And, yeah. And he's like, thank you, Emmett. I appreciate your honesty. Boom! Just shoots him right in the fucking head. <laughs> and that's when shit goes fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, like, makes her help him dispose of the body yeah. and that stuff. And that like, chemical, yeah. Yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> and then dude. from there, it's like, a, it, it goes to two, so many different levels. You know, it was this survival thing, and then, now it's a cat and a mouse game between him and her yeah. for her to get outside and then won't ruin the, the main stuff at the at the end. But shit is even crazier when she gets outside and yeah. she realizes what's going yeah. on. And I mean, just... Just an intense movie all the way through. It really is. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Where the first one, the problem with the first one is it was still in that period of time where they were doing the handheld camera. Right. It bothered a lot of people. Yeah. And this one, uh, that first Culver had more of that than most films. It was hard to get through. If you don't like that shaky cam stuff and you have trouble kind of like remember quarantine had it uh, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of those movies had it and everything but quarantine was uh, i mean cloverfield was really bad at times where how much it bothered people to the point where people were coming out of the theater being like i, I can't stand that type of thing right and they stopped doing it after a while yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and i know they had done so this is when they had started like oh they're gonna do like a cloverfield universe and they had that one in space which I have not I seen. I think that's the one on Netflix. Yeah. And I, I hadn't seen it. I, I heard, heard really bad stuff about it. Terrible. So I don't know why they're not coming out with another one. Yeah. Because they can they've obviously shown that they can have hits with this type of universe and yeah. we want to see what happens afterwards. I mean yeah. and basically I think what happens afterwards is straight up like a Godzilla movie, but right. uh Godzilla Kids and the Monsters, just watch that and pretend yeah, it's or, Cloverfield uh, what 4. Is it? Uh, <laughs> what's the one um uh, God, why am I blanking? The soldier ones where they fight the bugs. Oh, Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah, you know what I easily. mean? Like, come on, Starship Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, I mean, this was like a low-budget 
film until the very end, and they were like, "Oh, that's where our money is. Yeah. Blow our wad on that yeah. end stuff." But dude, it was it was very enjoyable. Yeah. I, I liked it. Um, and man, did it when when it started to peak. Man, it was amazing. Yeah, I liked it. Very well done. All right, this last movie here. See, we can get done good time on this one. Dave slows our ass down. <laughs> what the fuck, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number one man. I'm gonna uh, end it on a uh, on a high note. So the last last week I ended it on a downer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this movie was so much. This was like a complete total garbage of a movie, but I loved every second of it just because it was so like cheesy and funny as hell. And even it was cheesy and as shit back in 1988. Even going back now, it's even more enjoyable because now you're like embracing that nostalgia and the yeah. cheese. And you're like, oh my god, how did they even greenlit this movie? And this was the. Uh, should be award-winning Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yeah. <laughs> Starring the great Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, now, uh, I just saw the trailer for this, oh and I, I wish that I'd seen the movie because oh it looks fucking fantastic. It is absolutely ridiculous. Anyone who knows Canon Pictures, who was run, the Canon films were run by a couple Mad Men uh, brothers who just scraped together as much money, kind of Roger Corman style. They did Enter the Ninja, right? Yep, Enter the yeah. Ninja. They did a lot of those Ninja movies. Yeah. They did a lot of the Chuck Norris movies and they did uh, Charles Bronson. After a while, Charles Bronson uh, and like Van Damme, and they were on their budget for a lot of them. That's flicks. awesome. And they had done a couple of more of the the bigger budgets, but mostly it was like Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo, yeah. or, or Hell Comes to Frogtown, which was a ridiculous script, but it was just so weird and fun that I just enjoyed the hell out of it. And I was. I mean, arguably, I'm a huge Roddy Piper fan. I grew yeah. up being a big fan of him. I love They Live. Uh, there's another great B movie called No Contest that I loved him in and I just recently acquired. Hell Comes to Frogtown, harder one to find, but man, it is enjoyable if you can find it. So what's going on in this, and it took me years to realize the Hell Comes to Frogtown is because his last name is Hell. Yeah. <laughs> so he's coming to Frogtown. <laughs> so what happens at the very beginning of the movie, That's it's our all already like a post-apocalyptic kind of uh, thing. And every post-apocalyptic movie is always an element that everyone's striving for. It's either food or it's water or it's gasoline. Yeah. And this, it was... Uh, so many people were infertile now that they were looking to impregnate people. And apparently Roddy Piper has like some really potent <laughs> shit going on there. And he's got the hard job as we're going to, uh, we need you to uh, impregnate the earth. We need you to repopulate the earth. And everything. <laughs> so the so government captures him, but they consider his crotch like government property. So they oh put like, a, they put like a chastity belt on him. <laughs> But it has a it has a small flap so you can piss. Through. <laughs> so they had to they had to develop that. Uh, so it's this big, long, uncomfortable looking like uh, kind of thing they have attached to his groin. Yeah. And the the women uh, who are ruling the whole area put it on him. And they uh, the one woman that's kind of with him through this whole thing has these earrings that if she touches the earrings, it like electrifies his crotch. Oh god! So he has to behave or he'll like oh. they'll like. D make them double over and everything. Yeah. And so the, Me too. <laughs> the plan is, is that this main girl who's her, her claim to fame, she was in red Sonia and she was in, um, 
Conan, the first Conan movie back in the day. I don't mm-hmm. remember what her, uh, her name was. But her and Roddy Piper and there's this other woman that's with her that's this really kind of militant chick who's on the machine gun and it's kind of their bodyguard and everything. So what ha- happened is there's this area of town and we're getting the idea that radiation has turned people into frog creatures. Uh-huh. Like literal frog creatures. The makeup yeah. and the costumes yeah. for it is great. Their heads look just like frogs. Yeah. And they have like human bodies and everything and they have an area town where some like humans will kind of cohen uh, like cohabit with them, and uh, you get to see a lot of the bar scenes, which is very similar, like the cantina scene in Star <laughs> yeah. Wars, and it's the strippers are uh, frogs, and <laughs> <laughs> the warlords are frogs, and everything. So That's what it happens is some of the frog warlord creatures and i think his name is commander toady <laughs> commander toady has captured like six women uh that they have to rescue and once they rescue him roddy piper has to do the job of uh impregnating him uh-huh. so uh commander toady kidnaps and, and i'm fertile... sure i'm sure that all of them are are just complete knockouts oh, too. super super <laughs> models for sure every single one of them too it's and funny. uh he he hates to have to do this job yeah. and, uh, and so the uh, even the two girls that are transporting uh, Roddy Piper and they're like, uh, your reputation precedes you. I want to see what you're packing down there. And oh everything. my god! They're talking about like open it up so they can impregnate them, and uh, so they get to the point where they go to this bar and he meets somebody that he used to be in contact with, and they were like, I can put you in contact with uh, with. Uh, Commander Toady, and we can have you bring in the the main woman that's with him that's got the earrings that's kind of controlling him. Mm-hmm. He he does like a hand solo Chewbacca thing where he puts like a, a, a chain around her neck and he's yeah. transporting her in. He wants to deal with the frogs uh-huh. to be able to sell her to them. But it, at that point, it gets them into the facility. Right. And at that point, he's just like trying to uh, trying to get free. They get he gets captured and they string him up at some point. And they want to get the thing off him. And they were like, he's like, don't take it off. It's rigged to explode. He's oh, God. Like, he's like, if you're what I think you are and you're as uh, – the, the resistance would not kind of uh, put a bomb on you if they think you're one of the more fertile guys around here. Right. So I'm going to take it off. And he gets it off, but right when he gets it off, uh, the thing starts beeping and it explodes in his oh, hand. Shit. And he gets to, uh, he gets let out by one of these people and he's got to storm the whole frog kind of uh, <laughs> town. And it kind of goes all the way down because you know at some point you're like, all right, Roddy Piper's in this movie. Yeah. I said, we got to see some cool wrestling moves Absolutely, between him dude. and one of these frog creatures yeah. and everything. What I favorite lines too he uh he busts into the room eat lead froggies yeah. <laughs> and he like unleashes machine guns on him and everything they definitely had a lot of weaponry in this movie too i wonder and, if they made any frogs legs references oh man they they i think they really <laughs> attacked all the different kind of cheesy elements yeah there's no way that they probably had a blast making this movie oh, but there's no way in the world that they probably thought it was going to be anything but what it was right you know i mean you call something hell comes to frog town yeah. and you see the kind of uh, i actually thought the the outfits that these guys wore was great they no, kept I them saw it on the they trailer. kept them juicy looking yeah. and everything and uh, they got some good actors in it one of the main guys who was gonna cut off this thing off of roddy piper's crotch with a chainsaw oh god was uh, i looked him up it was the guy uh do you know the guy from darkman the big 
fat guy from Darkman that he makes bald himself guy. the bald guy yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. himself look. He was also mm-hmm. in Swamp Thing, so he was one of the main frogs and everything. And he has that deep voice, so uh-huh. it was really cool to see him in this. But yeah, went all the way down to Roddy Piper and Lieutenant Tony in the desert, yes. wrestling style, jumping off rocks like turnbuck oh, styles, awesome. and taking each other out and just beating the hell out of each other and everything. And it was it was so stupid, <laughs> but it was so much goddamn fun. But that's the point. Yeah, yeah. I watched the whole. Movie. I recently watched it again, and I watched the whole movie with a smile on my face. I was like, "This is absolutely ridiculous. We need to do something like this." Because <laughs> I, I am a huge fan of like uh, that cheese and uh, nostalgia from the '80s, where they just didn't give a shit. You know, they yeah. put it out there. It made a little bit of money. Cinemax will put it on. Yeah, Cinemax will put it on. It'll, it'll have its its audience that way and everything. And we're we're doing some a type of short uh, soon that will be like that too. You know, where we just embrace the cheese. Yeah, embrace the, absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the kind of uh, fallback to those types of films from the 80s, which they very rarely do nowadays. But you don't see any of those, man. I'm surprised they don't just do intentionally cheesy-ass films anymore. I mean, why not? I mean, that's the next step, you know, I think is uh, people kind of doing that, especially the way 80s is coming back with – or fully and I think it's more than 90s now, more than the 80s too. It just kind of like reverted back to that. Uh, Well, that's what people want now. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's unfortunate we don't have Roddy Piper anymore. He could have heard us talk about this great film, man. Yeah. yeah died too young along with a lot of those great wrestlers back in the day. But he, he kind of did random movies here and there that kind of made his mark in films, which I was always impressed with. Absolutely. Yeah, he was great. Do you always Were you a fan of those old wrestling kind of guys back in the day growing oh, up? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, and fuck, No Holes Barred was one of my No Holes Barred. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't talked No Holes Barred I yet, think man. I brought it up one time. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, ah, know, man, I'd have to rewatch it. Do you remember? Tiny Lester and <coughs> Tiny Lister. Uh, Hulk Hogan. And- I remember they came out, the wrestling, uh, they came out with that pile driver video. Do you remember that video that the, oh, the no. wrestling stars, uh, Coco Beware, <coughs> Oh, I loved it. Coco Beware. Uh, I'll have to send you the video of pile driver, man. It's so fun. They have like 12 different wrestlers in it, and it's just cheesy as hell. And you were like, this was huge back in the day. Yeah. It's like back in the day, they didn't realize how cheesy this shit oh, was. Oh, dude, I, I had a buddy uh, named Pat. And like, he would like every Monday night, yeah. it was like, dude, you want to come over and watch Monday Night Raw? Yeah. And like, yeah. and I had a couple other friends where, you know, we would go and do that and stuff like that. But then like, even as we got older, we would uh, be hanging out and Pat would have like old WrestleMania VHSs yeah. that he had like taped and stuff like that. That's and awesome. he would, he would bring like, he would bring a backpack and he would have like his PlayStation and his fucking wrestling VHS. People tapes. that are in wrestling like, are really into it, man. Yeah, dude. And like I'm he from would, Massachusetts and people up there still love their wrestling. Yeah, Shawn Michaels was his favorite. Oh, Some sweet God. chin music, man. I was into it hardcore until about 96, 97. And then I got out of it, but I enjoyed it. I, I had no illusions that it wasn't scripted. I yeah. just, I loved it. I loved how it was like this kind of, just fun it's soap a, opera. It's a man, man soap opera. Yep. It's a male soap Apparently opera. Apparently, the WWE is horrible right now, and people are yeah. jumping off and going to something called. AEW, I think is what it's called. And uh, almost WWE's like dead real wrestling fans are doing this other one where they have good storylines and stuff like that because I became it. I'm glad I got out of it before it became like a joke and it wasn't wasn't these just charismatic actors and characters like Roddy Piper going in front of the camera and like shit talking Randy Savage or shit talking Hulk Hogan and everything. And I loved it. It was, it's a 
thing that I, as a 12 year old, I appreciated like the hell out of it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Really, dude, really I, I, I can't find the picture anymore, but I remember, um, when it was still WWF. Yeah. Um, I, I never watched it when it was WWE. It yeah, was always I, WWF. Yeah. When I, I mean, Saturdays is when I was a kid, yep. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and they came here to the, uh, to the O'Connell center and I saw uh, Hulk Hogan versus earthquake oh, in a stretcher God, match. Man. Ah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Seeing a live match is fun, dude. dude. Coco beware. Was there. <laughs> I saw um, a live, uh, taping of raw up in Massachusetts. The um, only wrestling event I ever went to live yeah. was a live taping of, uh, raw. And, uh, it didn't air for like four, four weeks or something really? like that. It wasn't like a live event. So we went home and then all of a sudden we were like, Oh my God, this is our event. It's on TV huh. tonight or something. But it was like when, uh, Shawn Michaels and that diesel character were, were splitting up and yeah. one, uh, diesel screwed over Shawn Michaels or something on. And it was like this major thing for yeah. a kid. You're, and I remember after the event, me and my cousin, ran through like this area where we weren't supposed to be just to get up to this chain link fence mm. to meet the wrestlers as they were coming out uh, and getting into their limos. So yeah. we got over there and we got to meet like four or five different wrestlers, got That's autographs awesome. and everything. It was, it was fun, man. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. I never knew they did one at the O-Dome. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it was Why don't cool. they do shit like that anymore here, yeah. man? Gainesville really is shit for concerts <laughs> or events like that. Yeah. You know, certain ballet and stuff will come to the, uh, the performing arts center. We had Garth Brooks come here this year. That Oh, that, that, that was, was like, and I, I have no problem with that, but have that be one of 10 things that <laughs> exactly. happens in this town. Yeah. I don't know who's in charge of getting all those people in town, but they're really dropping the ball. Yeah. We have so many different venues for that type of stuff. You yeah. know, I mean, it's the fest and it's one big concert a year. That's yeah. basically all that we get here. Yeah. And we could have like, um, wrestling events and all that sort of stuff here. So get on it, Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's dystopia, man. Uh, next week, next week we have our big exciting one, man. I've been looking forward to this one for like months and months and months. Hell yeah. Uh, all the way since like when September hit, I was like, man, I can't wait until our 2019 pod so we can kind of review our favorites. And I can't tell you how many have gone on the list and dropped off the list and gone off right. the list and dropped yeah. off. And I have it, what I think is pretty concrete now, but that's before I see Star Wars tomorrow and right. I, I might go see Bombshell. I'm not sure. But, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick with what I got. <clears throat> Good thing we're ending. My voice is going. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm glad all our lists are really good. I, I saw what your 2019 is going to be in Dave's. It's going to be exciting that we're going to be able to talk about a lot of these. And we're going to be as spoiler-free as possible. We'll reveal a couple little minor things here and there. But we know that these films are uh, still kind of out there. Uh in Redbox and everything, and are gonna a lot of them are gonna be up for awards and stuff like that. So it's it's gonna be cool what we can predict is gonna yeah. happen. But like you said, it sucks we can't kind of get to uncut gems because I, I have a feeling that would have been on one of our lists. I'm sure it would be. I, I'm definitely gonna check it out because uh, people we'll are give it an honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that'll be on 2019 next week, and then uh, after that, I think we we're doing a director's pod, which will probably fall close to the 2020. Damn. Yeah. 2020, dude. It's crazy, dude. Seems like that's like a rocket pack two year, fucking isn't decades it? in this millennium. It, it's already. got a, something majorly technological has to happen. I want flying cars or rocket packs <laughs> yeah. in 2020. I've seen some rocket packs. Yeah, some I want them ones. like at not until they're at Best Buy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or right? Walmart for 500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you only have the first generation yeah. of rocket pack, man. Ah, oh, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so if you want to get a hold of us, uh, check us out on Facebook. You can also uh, leave us a like or a comment on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you want to shoot us an email, fascinatingwithfilms at gmail.com. Hell yes. Yeah, see, 
Uh, hour and 40 for the fourth or fifth episode of uh, Dave's Not Here, man. Best yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way with Phil's We should presents. make him a box set. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, I like that idea. <laughs> Subnames. Yeah. It's cool. But Dave will be back next week, man. He'll have uh, a lot to contribute uh, for his uh, 2019 stuff. So till then, see ya. Peace. Arrogance. You think everybody's just trying to get in your knickers. <laughs>